Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer Podcast. I'm Bruce Singer, and just sharing a bit about the podcast. With us, it's all about storytelling, content, inspiration, uh, totally focused on the food industry, food tech. And today is no exception. It's something we're very passionate about. And all our guests are even more passionate <laughs> than we are. And uh, I'm with Canada CFOs, which provides fractional and interim CFOs to companies to help them grow and scale. And again, focusing on food, food tech, and, and the entire food ecosystem and wellness. And today, as we have a tremendous guest, Ashley Hartman. Uh, very excited about Ashley. I'm going to tell you about her. Ashley, welcome to the show. Welcome. Welcome Thanks aboard. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited yeah. for the conversation. We're excited. This is going to be incredible. I'll tell you a bit about Ashley. Uh, she is the co-managing partner of Blue Stein Ventures, uh, which is a leader an invest, uh, a leader in, in venture capital in the food space out of Chicago, a leading firm. Uh, she's an MBA. Ashley's an MBA at Harvard Business School. Uh, she's a thought leader in the industry, uh, featured in Forbes, multiple speaking engagements, multiple articles she's been featured. Really, uh, a really tremendous thought leader. She also was awarded one of the top women in food uh, in climate by, by Food Hack. I hope I got it right. Food hack, yes. Um, she is very involved in the in the food community in Chicago, which is a real hot center for uh, for the food industry in, in globally. She's also uh, on the board of Nat Naturally Chicago, a board member there. Really, we have a lot to discuss about it today. About and recognize a really a recognized industry leader. I'm excited to have her, and I'm honored to have her on the show and we're going to talk about a lot of things investing she's got a lot of stuff to share and ashley welcome to the podcast thanks for having me okay awesome so before we get into some of the details share i always like to share share your story your journey because as we start early in our lives um we usually end up where we didn't know we'd end up and usually that's the case and can you share some of the uh some of your story that'd be awesome yeah, it's definitely been a journey. And um, I always love hearing uh, on your podcast, kind of everyone else's journey. So um, happy to share my own. So this is my seventh year at Bluestein. Uh, I graduated um, Williams College and started my career in economic consulting at a firm called NERA. Mm -hmm. And they're a securities and finance practice. And I started basically at the height of the financial crisis. So I worked at nearly all of the kind of legal cases you'd see at the front page, front page news which gave me a great background in analytics and finance. But though I love the rigor of the work and my colleagues, I didn't really want to remain in finance and wanted to broaden my skill set. So went to Harvard Business School to get my MBA and kind of shore up my holistic business skills and knew I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. Both my parents were entrepreneurs, so I never felt the pressure to kind of take the well-trodden path. And I wanted to prove to myself that I could grow and scale a business um, my passion's always been in the food and commerce side. So I interned and worked a bit at Redbox and Coinstar and their new ventures unit. Oh. At the time they were launching a lot of new kiosk-based businesses. And then shortly after school, I had the opportunity to join my family's company, um, which was Hartman Windows and Doors. And I was there for four years, which was a completely wild ride, grew exponentially, opened new product lines, new markets, and really set the infrastructure for scale. But my passion's always been in food and commerce, so I wanted to um, really get back to that um, and had the opportunity to start working with the Bluesteins, um, who had uh, started the Bluestein Fund out of their family office. 
um, and uh, and applied my operational skills to um, really setting the infrastructure for our future growth. Um, so that operational expertise has been really valuable in assessing companies' potential and working with our portfolio, um, which uh, Andrew, my co-manager partner, and I kind of couple for a deep passion for food and commerce. And happy to get into a little bit more about kind of what we do here and and how we invest. Exactly. Love to hear more. Please get into that. And also share like what's going on in today's when it comes to food investing, food the investment world. There's lots going on, you know. And uh, like I said, please share. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so now I co-lead the fund of Blue Side Ventures. Our focus is investing in the future of food, and so we uh, invest in the future of food with a mission to transform the food system to be better, healthier, and more sustainable. And we do that by investing across the supply chain in food. Anything from goods on the shelf, how goods get to the shelf, and how goods are made, it comes to life in four categories. One of those is consumer brands, so the newest, healthiest products you see on the shelf. Like one of our portfolio companies, for example, is Five Organic, which is the two-ounce immunity-boosting wellness shot. The second bucket we invest in is next-gen commerce. So that's thinking about how does food get to the customer in this new um, omnichannel world, rethinking grocery, food service, restaurants. Uh, an example of that is we had a deep investment in a company called Factor 75, which is a prepared meal delivery company. They're now the number one prepared meal delivery company in the U.S., which is incredible because we invested at the earliest stages in their growth. They were doing $3 million in revenue and they have since scaled and they sold a HelloFresh at the end of 2020. Uh, the third bucket we invest in is digital technology. So that's tech that powers the industry at the back end, thinking about logistics technology, retail technology, supply chain technology, restaurant technology. An example of that is a company called Four Kites, which is the leading freight visibility technology in the space um, to track and trace your goods. Um, and then the last bucket we invest in is food tech. So that's heavier intellectual property-based solutions, really hard science, reinventing ingredients, um, or how we get our food. One of our portfolio companies, for example, is a company called Meaty, which is a uh, leading emerging um, alternative protein um, using an innovative ingredient called mycelium. They're backed by David Chang and Tom Colicchio and are just launched in Sprouts um, across the US. So very excited to see their growth. Another example of a company in that in the food tech space is Mori, which uses um, silk protein to coat perishables and extend um, the shelf life of um, perishable food across the supply chain. Mm -hmm. So really thinking about kind of very forward thinking kind of future food um, type of science there. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of our scope of what we look at in terms of stage. We invest early. So really pre-product market fit very early in a company's life cycle um, from seed to series A. And like to help our portfolio companies scale and um, like to dig in and help think of through kind of how do you set the infrastructure to really um, enable you to grow effectively and efficiently. So you mentioned earlier, we're at an, you're going to run with this. We're at an inflection point. You can use your, I'm going to steal your words. <laughs> okay. Take that and, and share what that means and what's what's going on. Yeah. So um, I think we have been investing in um, food since 2014 and um, have always been incredibly uh, bullish on and excited about um, the changes happening in the food system. You see, on one hand, consumers are changing what they're eating. So if you think back to kind of 2014, 
all these terms like plant-based and paleo and ketogenic and non-GMO, they were very much at the fringe. Now they're totally mainstream. Like I can't go to a dinner party or a restaurant without someone asking what my dietary restriction is, as this kind of small microcosm. I, I have to say. <laughs> right? Yeah, you understand. I, say, I, I read every, I read every, uh, when I order buy something, well, processed foods, another story, but you know, you can't eat milk. I read every ingredient. That, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. I never did that 10 years ago. <laughs> I know. I know. And the, these changes are just kind of compounding on each other. So that's kind of one point. And then the second is we're changing how we're getting our food. You know, if you had to, you know, you wanted groceries or you wanted to go pick up, you know, food at a restaurant, you actually had to call and go walk over and, um, you know, physically kind of pick that up. But now we have thousands of options at our fingertips. And that's kind of really the technological advances that have happened in the food space over the last kind of eight years. So we like to say internally that the food system is magical yet in dire need of transformation because it really is a miracle that you can get food from the farm to your plate. Um, but we need a lot more innovation in order to make our food healthier, better, and more sustainable. And um, I think that those two kind of key points of the consumer changing and the technology changing are really leading us to, as you nicely put it, an inflection point in the food industry. Okay. So what does that mean on the inflection? What does it mean from the investor investee relationship and how you come and you come into because you're you're a you're you're the the conduit let's call it you know for that for those kinds of connection right how what does that mean for for share that yeah no that's a great question and i think when we think of kind of those two changes the consumer and the technology coming together we think about okay where is the market going we invest very early so we think about where is the market going in five to ten years um and so we don't like to invest behind you know key tr trends or what's trendy from an ingredient side or a diet side we think about okay where do we want the market to be in five to ten years and how do we invest behind that Okay. And so from our side, we call those as kind of what we call market aspirations. Um, and so we invest behind, you know, where, where we're investing and placing our bets is around kind of a few key areas. One of them is food is medicine. How do you heal your body with food instead of, you know, driving people to healthcare? And food is this powerful drug, both positive and negative. And we want to, you know, uh, uh, change that to the for the positive, right? The second area we invest behind is, clean and nutrient dense food, really bringing us back to core principles of clean ingredient decks that you're looking at um, with kind of high nutrient density. The third piece is personalization. So this technology has enabled us to be a lot more targeted with how we are um, tailoring our food to what our what consumers want and need. Um, you know, there's a lot more um, wearables um, that are leading us to understand what's right for our body and who we are. And then the last couple of areas that we um, are investing behind are one is fresh, local, resilient supply chains, really making sure yeah. that we get fresh food to consumers. Um, <laughs> you know, closer to consumers and, and quicker. Right. And then the last piece is a sustainable food system. You know, what we've been, what we've done to our food system hasn't been sustainable over the last, um, you know, century uh, as we've kind of moved toward industrialization. So how do we really improve the sustainability um, of our food system over time? So those are kind of the areas that we are investing behind and in terms of broad themes. And we think about them in broad themes and then we think, okay, well, where can we place our bets across the supply chain? So food is medicine, for example, we can place our bets 
not only in one key area of the supply chain, but we've invested in a gut health testing platform that's very much in the food tech space. We've invested in a, a marketplace, so a next-gen commerce company that um, enables food prescriptions. Um, and we've also enabled in a digital technology platform. We've invested in a digital technology platform that enables us to more seamlessly do clinical trials around functional food to prove that those mm. claims that you read um, are actually backed up by science. Well, so so what tips, this is awesome, but you're really into the, you're into a lot of things like not just food, the, the entire food ecosystem, like like you're into it in a, in a very think big way. Yes, yeah. So we think and, it's all interconnected, really ahead of, right? Ahead of your yeah. ahead of your time, kind of. Because like, <laughs> that's a, you're, you're thinking long term, like to build a yeah. more not not the quick and not critical, like the next trendy thing, uh, whatever it is. You know, what I mean, you're thinking like very long, which is awesome. That's a, yeah, well, we you know invest, we expect to hold a company for five to 10 years. And that means that we have to think about, okay, where's the puck going? And we also have to have a marriage with the company that we invest in that we really believe in what they're doing um, and their ability to kind of change the change the game in food. So what we talk about, so what is, is there some like key tips, tips you can give to companies who are interested and uh, I, I, we're in the Canadian space, you know that. But like, well, let's, there's global invest. Hope everybody listens to, but but Canadian, like, because you're awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> something, we love Canada. You're right yeah, next door. It. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know. And uh, is there some some basic tips when someone listens to this thing? Hey, this is what this is what this is what's going to turn our crank. You know. Yeah. So yes, when I think about, yes. yes, no, that's a great question. And I think everyone at the earliest stages should be thinking about, you know, how do you, you know, tell your story and set up your business for success yeah. so that you can really um, connect with, um, you know, your customer. And um, so it's really, you have to start thinking about that from day one. So what we look at at Bluestein when we're looking at making an investment it's really not about, you know, any key piece of the business. We don't, we look at the business as a whole. And what we think about is how do you have a unique go-to-market strategy? So thinking about how do you put all the pieces together of your business that are innovative um, when you think of it as a holistic unit. And so um, just to try to drill down on that a little bit, that's the combination of what is your vision? You know, what are you bringing that's unique to the market and why is the market ripe for this right now? That's kind of one piece. Then what is your playbook, we call it, which is how are you going to market? What's your strategy to actually go to market and really capitalize on the vision that you've um, set out for yourself? Marketing, sales, unit economics. And then what's your engine, which is really your team, both in-source, outsource, resources um, that only enable you to go, you know, realize your playbook and then be able to capitalize on your vision. So it's really those integrated pieces of a business that we think are innovative at the earliest stages. So that's kind of how I, if I was giving a tip to an entrepreneur, it would be thinking through all three of those because you want to match them up so that you have a really strong strategy. And then um, in terms of just like individual tips of like, okay, how do, how do we look at businesses really at the earliest stages? It's okay, what is your innovative value proposition? We want to see that you have really strong unit economics because you want to set your business up for success at the day one. And then how compelling is your team? And what are you, how are you unique that you're kind of this founder product market fit, this kind of really rich 
Interesting. Do you look at other things? Just curious. Do you look at everything in metrics. Like, I guess the question people are, how you say early state, how early is early? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, because that means different things, different people, you know? Yeah. No, totally. Um, and it's a great question. Um, so early to us is um, you're really your kind of first institutional raise of capital. Um, and it's different depending on the supply chain. I think probably your audience is more on the consumer side. And so when we think about kind of more consumer brands, uh, early to us is, you know, you have kind of a little bit of customer engagement. There's no kind of key metric what we look for, but we want to understand how the customer is really picking up your product. It usually ends up being somewhere around a million or $2 million run rate, but that's not a hard and fast rule. We've done anything from zero revenue to, you know, upwards. So it's really just about kind of can we see signs of how your product is um, is uh, is operating in market? Got it. Got it. Interesting. Very interesting. You know, and Canada, by the way, too, uh, just to is alternative proteins because, like everywhere, it's yes. that's the way it has to be. I mean, we can't the food security. There's just no way. How are we going to feed everybody? Um, so Canada too. There's a lot of stuff going on, and in, in, we can talk for hours and hours and hours. You know? Yes. Actually, this was very, very insightful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Is there anything else that we we in terms of final reflection that you want to mention that perhaps I didn't I didn't I didn't bring up or you'd like to on final word? Final word. Yeah. Um I I think one area that maybe would be helpful to your audience, um, just guessing, is you know, how do you, you know, engage with a, an investor? Um, and how do you, you know, think about um developing that relationship? And yeah. so just one area maybe I'd point to is, mm. you know, really think about kind of developing the relationship with an investor, like you would develop a relationship with kind of um, someone you're dating. And because this is a long term, so you want to find that right investor who's aligned with you and how you want to build your company, because this is a very long term relationship. And so I would just kind of, you know, give advice to anyone who is approaching an investor to treat it like relationship building. You're not, it's not a sales pitch. You're really trying to understand the investor really wants to understand what's going on with your business and really wants to kind of dig in and understand how you're thinking about it. Um, and so I would just, uh, you know, that's, that's the, that's the yeah. but, but when, when they kickstart the relationship, is it reaching out online? Like people always, you know, people want to know like, well, well, what's the word I want to use? Uh, uh, lost in the shuffle. Like, you know what I mean? They want to make sure that people always want to get the attention, you know, and, and yeah. is, is to, kick, to kick start, is it is it from referral? Is it usually um, reach out online? Like, how's the best way? And if someone does listen, they say, "Geez, you're talking about me." You know, they might see that. What, what do you what do you recommend? Yeah, um, I would recommend. You know, the best way to get introduced is through a referral or a warm connection. So I would kind of start mining LinkedIn and seeing if you have any connections to um, anyone you're trying to get an intro to. That would be the best way. Secondarily, we read every single deal that comes through cold, awesome. and we often do end up talking to you know our you know companies that do come in. So always feel free to reach out to us at info at bluesteinventures.com, um, and we will read every email and uh, try to respond mm-hmm. as as we can. But we um, we we just love to see the innovation in the food space. So always uh, feel free to to try to connect. Well, and in terms of our clientele, I'm glad we made the connection. And you just never, you never know where these things are going to go, you know. Yeah. And it's been awesome. Thank you for. I was. It's been an honor having you on, sharing some tremendous insights. And everybody, 
we're finishing the podcast today and uh, have a wonderful have a wonderful thank you so much ashley thank you for coming on this has been great take care everybody bye bye